0: Oh, Life is Dope Podcast, I'm your man Graffiti Are you sure? I'm good, man <laughs> Are you sure? I was throwing off my square when we started, but I'm in here. Who are you? I'm Davey How you feeling, brother?
1: You know, I'm still trying to uh, get back into the good graces of women mm. uh,
0: It's a never-ending struggle, it's been a rough week Yeah A week? <laughs> <Yeah, you know. laughs> Alright, bro Davey. We got a special guest, but we'll get to her in a second But feel free to chime in Absolutely. Hi, everybody. All right, so check it out. What's going on in the world, bro? You know, I'm trying
1: to check it all out. I mean, we, we talked about sports. Mm. Uh, J.R. Smith. Yeah, man. How do we feel about him? Do we feel about him? I mean. I mean, J.R.
0: is going to J.R. junior was nice with the Nuggets. Yeah. I will not discredit that. I feel like everyone is nice with on the a Nuggets, team man. that's not with LeBron. Yeah.
1: Are we ready to have that conversation? Oh, sports two weeks in a row. Oh, job, watch Dave. out! Good job, Dad. Watch out! Only after the, the uh, finals is over. Now let me abandon. <laughs> let me abandon the sports conversation.
0: Man, pray again. for Jr. I don't know, man, because I think he's about to be up out of Cleveland too.
1: Hey, I don't blame him. Henny is no, no.
0: no a I think they drug. just gonna get him up out of there. He's, yeah. He doesn't
2: Did he really like shoot at the wrong goal? Well, in he the finals. He
0: held on to the ball. He basically ran the clock out. Yeah, he thought they won already, oh. and it was tied up. And he had the ball. He could have shot it. They could have called timeout. He could have done anything but what he did. Yeah. And it pissed everybody off. Oh. Apparently, LeBron broke his hand because he was so angry. Oh. Um, LeBron got to stop having tantrums. But I mean, um, who, is, who hasn't done something dumb on their job, though? You know. Yeah, Jr. does a lot of dumb shit. Craig got fired on his day off. <laughs> That's a fact. So did Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> But it happens. Man. Yo. <laughs> it happens. Oh. But uh, There we go. Let's get into that. Let's get into Roseanne. Ooh. Roseanne Bars. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ray Zan. Was the punishment... Did it match the crime? Mm.
2: No, but I think we're off that. I don't think that... I mean... I don't think Samantha B. should have had to apologize for calling Ivanka Trump a cunt. Mm. A feckless cunt. Oh. Um, I don't think oh. that roseanne should have gotten fired per se for that i think roseanne's show was problematic before that happened and they just needed a reason and she like willfully is taunting her racism at this point Mm -hmm. um which is annoying but like it is also the example that's being set by the president of the united states so it's really difficult to keep punishing folks for doing the same shit that he does and not punish and not even have conversations about impeachment and He haven't seen his wife or Mike Pence. Like, how is he not a dictator? Mm. Mm. Sorry, that was... mm. Mm. We get right into
1: it. Yeah, shit, well, there it is. And and, and then also, of course, with Roseanne visually depicting herself as, like, Hitler, and she's eating gingerbread cookies, like, that, to me, that should have been enough.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it was a collection of things. Like you said, it was already problematic. She's Mm -hmm. a problematic person. And I feel like, what's the sister's name on the show? Jackie. Jackie. I feel like Jackie should be a thing. Get Rosanna up out of there. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of all the other people that lost mm-hmm. their jobs. due to her. her own own. Is
2: the bomb. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I, she's a great actress.
0: Because you're going to get rid of everybody. Also. Like, there's little kids on there. That's her breakout role. Now that check is out of there.
2: Yeah, and like, so well, that's the thing about racism. It's just like to cut off your nose to spite your face for the sake of being mean to someone. Mm. Like, it is... A, it's... There are consequences to that type of behavior, right. you know, and that is something that we learn as children.
1: Right. <laughs> so and, what? And Planet of the Apes is such an antiquated joke. Like
2: it is. Like, there's
1: so much. There's so much more funnier racist things That's you another can
2: say. Thing. It Wasn't funny. It
0: wasn't okay, funny. guys. Like problematic light. Like, okay. Okay. Can I say something? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I want. You know, go ahead. Okay. Take that heat off me. Please. Yeah, it's me this time. Okay. Is it wrong Yes it's mad racist I ain't talking about Roseanne But just in general If someone does look like You still can't say it You still can't say it <laughs> I'm nope. just saying Yo can't. Some people do look like Some of the characters Off Planet I mean they
2: have human features Human like features y- sure,
0: Y'all right. seen the original Planet of the Apes Oh yeah
1: Yeah
0: I, I know even, a couple people That really I like. seen. I, I seen the reboot <laughs> I know some people That <laughs> have I I seen the reboot, reboot. reboot. So like if, if we're arguing I'm like Yo Planet of the Apes ass. I'm racist I mean No. I'm saying remove it's, Roseanne it's kind but. of
2: like I think that's kinda of like the N word usage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: But what if I'm not black?
2: And you, and you actually just to actually
0: do look like Caesar from Planet of Just tread lightly.
2: I mean, you might get punched in your face. I feel Like that should just be the. Consequence <laughs> that's just the standard. Like you, somebody should just been able to punch. Valerie should have been able to punch Roseanne Barr in the face and call it good. Why? <laughs> yeah. And be
0: done. Yeah, I like that. It's, I mean, let's make that a situation. Like you can like just punch just people like and it be over.
2: Deliberately volatile, you know. Yeah. And that's that. I'm, so I'm using the punching someone. And I obviously don't condone violence, but I'm saying I'm using that to say like. It seems so exaggerated right. A thing that we've made such a big thing Like 4,600 people died in Puerto Rico But mm. we talked about Roseanne, Roseanne. all week right. And they lied to us about the numbers Right For a long time You all know, right. So it's like I don't fucking care if Roseanne got fired She's yeah. still a rich white woman mm. <laughs> like, That's a fact That and, and flaunts that around And when she was grabbing her crotch Singing the national anthem we, Did she get fined? Did they find her for that? No.
0: Grabbing her crotch. Okay, but you not can't Not taking kneel. a knee. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: you know what I mean? And spat. Mm. Oh, grabbed her crotch and spat. Mm. What?
0: Yeah, that was mad. But she it's been perfect.
2: famous. That happened when No, I we got to like get Roseanne 12. the fuck
0: out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's been problematic for <laughs> Yeah, her. yeah, she's been a problem. <laughs> what? Yeah. Come on. She's yeah. out of here. But speaking of kneeling, so not- um, you got your president disinviting, is that the word? Mm. The, uh, the The Eagles. eagles. Yeah. And then he's like, whoever wins the finals can't come. And he's like, cool, he wasn't coming anyway. Yeah, he's, he's wilding out. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this a thing? Where's though? the like, checks and balances at? Yeah, I got the president like, oh, y'all can't come to the White House. There like, ain't no checks, ain't no, no balances. out of here. Uh, no?
2: I, I mean, like,
0: get it's, your, get your mans. it's
2: so racist. It's just so <laughs> racist. But then he said, that's,
0: I guess that's where I was getting at with it. He said, all the players at nil su- suggest someone for him to pardon that's that's what he said this week if you're kneeling because of social injustice and all that then give him a name of someone that deserves to be freed from jail this okay. is what he and said they, and then they uh, released can, list that list of names of all of the yeah.
2: dead black people
0: work no but that's, <laughs> like that's, that's that's what he put out how
2: their, do you pardon the dead
1: right mm. Like, well, he, uh, well, Trump did try to pardon the dead. Yeah. With pardoning.
2: pardoning for not. something he already been. pardoned idiot, In 1971, yo. Oh, yo.
0: He's like, and for starters, we're going to go ahead and pardon Muhammad Ali, um, so he can he get back in the can. ring and do his thing. Let's do it. <laughs> like, come on, yo. <laughs> but yeah, I, I never know what to take serious from that guy, like. Nothing. I get it like okay if you guys are saying we're in just like help us make it just but it's not just that easy but you know what? while we're being problematic let's just stay <laughs> on the before, boat before you know before
1: <laughs> before we segue too far from roseanne <laughs> so my personal thoughts not the thoughts of life is dope mm. uh, my personal thoughts i think that it is a slippery slope when there is this mob mentality of of delivering social justice in a sense I think that it can possibly open up the gates for I don't want to say reverse racism because mm-hmm. I don't believe in it but I think that it I think that we're not too far from a black person getting in trouble saying something and then that exact thing happening like like similar to what we saw with um, with R. Kelly and with XXX mm-hmm. when we saw like the the hate policy with all of these streaming companies, right. that that then also opened up the gates for well, then let's look into all of these artists who have you know uh, you know violent histories or 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 any sort of criminal history. So then it's like, okay, how do we how do we police that? How do we right? How do we how do we actually judge that as a society? That's tough.
2: I mean. Twitter is ruthless. Is, is I mean, like when you think that you can lose your job over getting off, dragged off one tweet, like mm-hmm. that is insane. There, there. I, so I agree. There should be some kind of checks and balances around that. And already the conversation has moved to very conservative, right wing people with opposing opinions about freedom of speech and gun mm-hmm. lobbyists, and those they are. Ready, they are having conferences on college campuses, they are talking about it, they're creating a narrative, they're coming up with a message, they're in alignment about how they want to um, combat liberalism, right? Right. You know what I mean? So, meaning it's not going to be long before a black person loses their job, for a black comedian gets dragged for making the wrong kind of white joke, right? The wrong white person, and I think that's going to happen.
1: And for me, I wouldn't consider myself to be neither conservative nor liberal. I think it just for me, it's like an issue by issue basis. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm looking more at, and I think we we see now like Trump is president, and we see sort of this this backlash because of, and I, and I and I hate feeling like I'm on the side of being against political correctness because I think that it, it's also important for us to use our words responsibly mm-hmm. and to not use it in a way that's damaging and degrading mm-hmm. but i think that people should also have as much as people should have a safe space from a uh, derogatory language and uses i think i think that there should also be a sort of safe space for people to explore the ideas of not having to edit uh, of,
0: themselves all the damn time yeah and, and also disagreeing yeah. with things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah with without um I feel like you can't say anything anymore. Yeah. Without some shit happening. And and as, that's wrong. And right now we're at a point where people are kind of
1: going in hiding because they don't, you know, they don't want to say the wrong things and then it's like and and we're seeing this this circle of social justice getting smaller and smaller because more people are falling outside of that line of right. being politically incorrect. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean,
0: so I'm a director of diversity, equity and inclusion.
2: I'm talking the mic, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, Hold up, I'm, let I'm me so introduce you that. real quick cuz you okay. sound like you was
0: about to say some really dope shit. So okay. I want people to know who that's coming from. Let's get into it. Okay, so we have another illustrious guest in the building. A hey.
2: illustrious.
0: I like it. She's a star, guys. <laughs> she does a lot of things. Um, she will kick your ass if you touch her hair. <laughs> We've known her for a while too. Yeah, we've known her for a long yeah. while. Uh she it's goes amazing. by a few different names. I'm gonna say Isis Speaks. Yes.
2: Yeah, but good.
0: you may also know her as Ebony Booth. Let's make some noise. Hey. For her. Yeah. How you feeling, Isis?
2: I'm good. I'm very happy to be here. So, I feel like you
0: know. Yeah. That was, was like our show. pool <laughs> voice, because that yeah. was mad. Racist. That was
2: my first time we got it said no, I, that was actually more Prince Akeem from. Uh, oh yeah, from so coming to America, yeah.
1: But black women also are uh, impervious to problem Damn. being problematic. That is not true. Damn. Okay, shit. Let <laughs> <can, laughs> they, 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 finish they, who she is. I'm saying black women have the freedom to do what they want In right San now. Days they can, black women. They can, can do and say whatever they want without. already. <laughs> uh, All right. I think we're
0: gonna that, get to it. I'll okay. Go. Who are you? What do okay. you do?
2: <laughs> Hi. Seize into it, guys. Um, my name is Ebony Booth. Um, Mm -hmm. I somehow became Ebony Isis Booth through a series of follies with Facebook when I relocated, and it kind of stuck. So now people like say the whole thing, like a (laughs) pen name slip back. It's pretty cool. Um, but I'm Ebony. Um, I'm originally from Denver, now living in New Mexico, and I'm a poet, a creative consultant, a cultural strategist, and a director of diversity.
0: Nice, nice. Cultural strategist. Yeah. Break that down.
2: So I started a creative consulting firm in Albuquerque um, called Honeysuckle Creatives that specializes in... Creating elevated experiences for communities of color that are directly impacted by the nonprofit sector in New Mexico. So there are a ton of nonprofits in the state of New Mexico. It's right. one of the poorest, second poorest state in the, in the country, um, second in education next to Mississippi. Um, so there are a lot of problems in the state of New Mexico. However, it's so wondrous and ancient and magic and full of deep culture. Right these nonprofits don't always know how to get their dollars and experiences to the people that they claim that their grants are serving. And so my company comes together and curates events or um, community fundraisers, outreach, you know, event management, project management, and consulting.
0: That's dope. That's necessary.
2: Yeah, so that's what I do. Um, And so doing that, I ended up becoming the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for an independent school in New Mexico Mexico as well. Nice. Nice. And I wrote a book.
0: Yes, you wrote a book. (laughs) I do a lot of
2: stuff. I do a lot of stuff.
0: Grinning Grinning and Bear. Um, Tell us about the book.
2: Grinning and Bear is the book, it's a collection of poems (laughs) that I published with Westin Press that basically chronicles the last three years of relocating from Denver um, as like a booze slinging party girl and then becoming a single parent auntie mom to my niece and nephew and living in Albuquerque and finding myself and so the poems kind of are me processing my way through that um and it's amazing and i'm so proud of it
0: it is it's really good (laughs) thank you look guys this is the book (laughs) how can people get it
2: um it's available on amazon and grinning and bear you can purchase it on my website uh noir which is b-u-r-q-u-e-n-o-i-r um you can buy it from me. I'm having a CD, uh, a CD release party. Uh, mix uh, Bars. My mixtape. No, Check it out. I'm One, trying two. to like remember <laughs> to say everything because I was like going to forget something. Um, so on the 15th at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox, I'm having an official release party here in Denver. Hey. So it's kind of like a homecoming because I've been hella homesick during this transition, and I'm excited because I have a new baby to bring back home, um, which is Grinning and Bear. And Delay and Corday. So, <laughs> we're all coming back next week. Um, Ophelia's Electric Soapbox with uh, the Milk Blossoms. Dope. The Maybe Sos and Hands of Midnight. Word. Um It's tickets are $13. You could buy them online at opheliasdenver.com. Come rock with me. Doors open at 8 on the 15th.
0: Work. That was a dope commercial.
2: Yeah. Thanks.
1: So, talk about moments in your life when you had to grin and bear it. <sighs> oh, God. You want a shot? <laughs> Not of the... F- of the a South will rise, not yeah, of man. the Confederate right. whiskey. <laughs> Confederate sauce, yeah. That
2: shit is. Oh, raises whiskey.
1: <laughs> um.
0: Taste the hate. <laughs> right. taste like, like hate.
2: I had to grin and bear it. One of the one of the situations that kind of was like the precipice to the book. <laughs> Look at
0: so, you. So yeah, you can't. Right.
1: You got Just Lynch drinking the shit Too much hate. But you Can't do it. <laughs> He's very feeling
2: but when I moved to Albuquerque, um, when I moved to Albuquerque, I had to kind of grin and bear it because it wasn't what I expected it to be when I got there. and then I had to deal with the fact that that's where I was yeah. and figure out how to survive. You know what I mean? like how to how to how to find myself and become myself. And the whole process is literally like still having to be on for the children or on for being a performer or being in public administration or any of those things. Like, my mask was slipping, mm. you know? And so I needed to take it off instead of readjusting it, and I kept trying to readjust it. And that, I feel like, is what the grinning and bear was born from. Right. You know, it was just like, oh, no, but you have to, like, be a person. <laughs> right? <laughs> for who are you going to be to yourself, mm. you know? Um, and I had just been preoccupied with who I was, to everyone else, for so long that it got difficult, and I had to stop.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I wrote a book about it.
0: Dope, dope, dope. dope.
1: So being a director of diversity, um, do you find it enjoyable being? looked at as a possible black woman correspondence or is that not who you want to be? <laughs> it's so yeah. real. Um, it's difficult
2: because I kind of feel like I became a black woman correspondent when I just by the proxy of living in New Mexico mm-hmm. um, because I was often the only black woman in any room that I was in all the time. Right. And like there was nowhere to go to find sisterhood or like I, I didn't have any homegirls. It was just, you know, it was difficult. And then To still be a a professional in a new industry, they just, you know, they can't help themselves but to be like, you're safe because you're not my idea of what I thought black women would be when I were to encounter one. So they either, it's kind of like, they either see everything and you're under a spotlight or magnifying glass Mm -hmm. or you're completely invisible and they act like you're not in the room. Mm -hmm. And so being able to like fluctuate back and forth between those things is very taxing. It's exhausting because you are constantly having to perform to something. So being dealing with students and their parents at a very wealthy place, um, it's challenging. It is definitely challenging because I know, I told the head of school, um, I was like, you know these white folks are going to come for me, right? Like, I just need to know that the administration will have my back if they do, and right. she was like, "Absolutely." But we needed to have that be understood at the beginning because people just can't help themselves. Right, right. They see black women, they see our hair, they see our fly, they see our lipstick, and they just literally cannot stop themselves from being like I problematic. Talk to ah, no,
1: no. right. Give right.
2: it. Let me see. Get what? Oh, let are those like heavy? That. What is? How does? Oh, I love. I wish my hair could do that. It's like. Like, no you don't It's, yeah It's like It's it's patronizing (laughs) And it it is complimentary And like, oh, what a a, Like a pretty person problem to have Because like I said You're either under the magnifying glass Or you're invisible Right There's no in between And that sucks So I try to be as visible as possible In a more whole and complete way Where I can leave my heart open to receive But like Definitely create some boundaries About what I will and will not discuss Right. Um, Because you just can't do it. You can't be on all the time. You can't constantly be fighting racism.
0: Right. I was going to say that you ever feel like you need to scale down, if that's the right word, so that you don't come off as the angry black woman.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Um, constantly having to negotiate, like, the timber of my voice in a meeting. Um, being challenged in passive-aggressive ways, in corporate settings, like... Um, on the plane today, I told this woman the woman sitting next to me that I needed to get up and go to the restroom and she pointed up at the seatbelt sign and was like, "No, you can't go now and I was like, get yo!" Your- oh. did this lady just tell me I can't oh really I've been sitting on this plane with next to this woman for four whole hours. And I had to, y'all. I promise you, I had to put my put my sunglasses back on and put my headphones on and turn my back to her for a second so I could breathe Mm. because I wanted to choke her.
1: You're a good person. I
2: was triggered, you know what I mean, and so because
1: it's not you know using the restroom while the seatbelt sign. You know, if you don't get your airline control, control. so
2: So (laughs) then I after I collected myself because I had to like think about how I was going to react before I reacted because my initial response was violence. I don't know. It just that was how.
0: Oh, that would that have been a like story. A,
2: this white lady just tell me, no, you can't yeah. go to the bathroom. And I said, excuse me, could you please, like, I didn't ask you for permission. I asked you to move. So, anyway, I'm having that internal meltdown. Like, <laughs> all right. And then we hit, like, hella turbulence. Mm-hmm. Like, bad. And so, I am now nauseous, and I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> shaking all that pee up inside
2: you (laughs) this is ridiculous and I literally I just I took my headphones back off and I looked at her and I was like I need you to move right now like I'm not I'm coming out one way or the other so (laughs) you're gonna have to move because it was I don't know it was just one of those moments where it's like how different would this interaction have been if it were with a black woman Mm. She'd be like, okay, girl, go ahead. I got yeah. someone to come with you. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I had been like, girl, you got to let me out. You know what I mean? It right. it's, I just, but there's this way of, the way that the the subtleties of yeah. white privilege work in microaggressions are exhausting.
0: Could you imagine how that story would have been flipped in the media? Oh, yeah.
1: God. That would have been
0: crazy. Ooh. Man. Which, which gets into another
1: interesting topic. Why is there such... A disconnect I mean obviously there's the obvious reasons of of racism and the history of that and how it has affected um, all of the culture since then but but there, there just seems to be like just such a, a strong disconnect even from the way that our, our cultures and races communicate mm. like, why is that like why
0: could she like why could she not understand it's just natural uh, like your upbringing has like, a lot to do with it Just the people you're around and your natural interactions in life, like when black men see each other, we do the head nod. I nodded like every black person, even I don't know him. Yeah, Yeah. and we just naturally know. Like, it's hard. Black folks
2: in New Mexico don't speak to each other. It's weird. Hmm.
0: It's weird. But like, if you see an Asian dude and you're like, "The fuck out of here," (laughs) like you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't translate, and that's just I think it's just a nature thing.
2: Yeah, I mean. I think that the disconnect has a lot Asian to do with like.
0: <laughs> now <laughs> One time, y'all know what happens when I'm not. It's
2: <laughs> when we, yeah, we see you. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to like see somebody. And yeah. I think that that's what it is. We're, historically, like whiteness doesn't require you to see hu- people as humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and until we reconcile the dehumanization of black bodies, black people, especially in this country but all over the world yeah. for the history of forever it might be difficult for her to think anything other like this is a woman who like probably has like maids or what you know what i mean her ring was like you know this is new england money yeah she mm-hmm. felt completely well within her rights to point and tell me you can't go to the bat. are you my teacher yeah but yeah. she doesn't you know that's like that's what white privilege that's one of the Perks of white privilege.
1: And it seems to be that same type of energy that would give that would make someone feel that they have the authority to police where people can and can't barbecue. Mm, uh. Or where people can and can't sit in a Starbucks. Child, they'll
2: tell you about yourself. where
1: people can and can't fall
0: asleep on a college <laughs> campus. Hold up, A quick intermission right there where you said Starbucks. Okay. okay. <Yeah. laughs> I need Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert. And, oh, oh, uh, uh, and um, man, Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid's please apologize to the black community yeah we deserve an apology because we just got over the whole Starbucks shit we just got Starbucks on our side they did the diversity training and all that and y'all fighting in Starbucks on video
2: (laughs) they did that on purpose. this (laughs) is why they didn't let y'all ask to the
0: bathroom in the first place it was in Starbucks First of all Why were they in Starbucks? Yes Lil well, very in. Maybe just the fight Spilled into Starbucks Probably so but I don't
2: know Did y'all hear that? There was a oh, What was it? I think maybe you posted it Some disc track That was like a disc record Against Chance the Rapper That was talking about How he's a corporate plant Like he's a, a Government plant In the industry Him and all these little I've definitely heard that I ain't posted Rainbowed uh
1: skittle Dreadlocked
2: hairs? Skittle teeth yeah. Fellas With the, the tattoos Lils. on their eyes They called
1: the Lills Yeah
2: Like I don't know Maybe it's I mean, that sounds... They it, were fighting in Starbucks that's what I'm saying, the day after you know, like, the diversity
0: training. You know, Starbucks like, I told that's you. That's stupid. God damn somebody, it, I told you. Somebody got paid for that. Yeah, so y'all please apologize. Oh, I think Victoria on here. Oh, yeah. Shouts to John MC in the back opening the door. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, y'all gotta not act up in Starbucks after this whole debacle. That's crazy. And that would be crazy. I wonder what, like, the Starbucks employee would be like. like you know, my
1: diversity training didn't prepare me for a black rappers fighting... Uh, how do I handle this? Well we're it's like, do I, Since we all know each other yeah. and we real
0: and they know this show is like, first real.
1: of all I would be hella conflicted like yeah. do I call the police That's what I'm I saying. call the police. Let's go ahead and talk about I'll it, man. The let's guys. let's
0: address this shit real quick. So <laughs> all the stuff we get mad about when we see our people doing it that they get mad about when our people do it. Like it's a conflicting situation. Let's say you're going to a not so great spot in the city. Oh, I'm drunk by the way. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> amongst each other we'll be like Man I ain't going over there like shit Nigga the Chris is in there I ain't. It, we know something about to pop off tonight mm-hmm. Something pops off mm-hmm. Makes national news We want to fight like oh y'all This happened because we were black But even the black delegation Is like yo y'all walling out How do we Police ourselves amongst each other Like how do we differentiate Racism versus like nigga shit you just wilding out yeah
2: so you know white people do th- the same shit right mm. like for real like they be wilding out yeah. brawling and shooting each other up and I all call that, that like nigga shit too. yeah we, we call they it do. A white nigga shit
0: yeah exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i think that it's i don't know that we need to like i'm not I'm not one to promote respectability politics or to yep. say that people should behave a certain way. I think that we're all kind of reacting to our environments. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and some people's behavior is a product... They're a product of the environment that they were raised in, which is not necessarily their fault. At right. some point, you hope you get to a place where you start to make ascended decisions, but if life ain't, ain't shut that down, it's going to always be some nigga shit. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, but it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, I mean... Dijon Williams was just shot at the Casbah. Like, I went to school with that cat. Like, I've known him for, I mean, like, just in, not a knucklehead. You know what I mean? Like, on the up and up, like, heart, that was heartbreaking. But it was, I'm also like, not surprised somebody got shot at the Casbah. That's what I'm
1: saying.
0: You know what I mean? (sighs) Like, it's that conflict right there.
2: Yeah, man. So, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's any way to say that. To make that stop though Unfortunately
1: But then realistically Like you were saying There is Nigger shit of all races Yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day Crime is not a race It is You know You're you're more likely To be violated By someone of your own community Regardless of what That community is Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure Within the Asian uh, The Asian community The Latino Hispanic community The white community There's going to be That same realm Of 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 violence And and, and crime Within
0: Mm -hmm. Within those infrastructures. Right, 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 right.
2: Yeah, it's true.
0: It's one of those things, man. Ugh. But to shift gears, you sing. Mm-hmm.
2: I, yeah, I you do. You a are boisterous. I do a little something. something. I kind of, I've, I've done a lot of things. Yeah, you did um, Lady Woo. I was Yes, I did Lady <laughs> Wu. I was ODB in hey. Lady Wu, which was amazing. It was yeah. a, a life changing opportunity. You that killed was, that shit too. <laughs> so much fun. I got to just act a ass on stage and like in the name of Oh Dirty Bastard and doing this thing with like nine amazing women um, it was really like top five moments of my existence in life was like being able to like crowd surf at Belly Up on yeah. stage with like Raekwon and Ghostface yeah. like,
0: no that was a moment I
2: don't, I you can't tell me shit <laughs> right. right cause if, of all the things that I've done on stages and MCing and microphones and being in bands and stuff, it was like that was one of those moments I was like, this is what it feels like to be a fucking rock star And, I mean, what a cool way to, to learn that So, so why I did you
0: not Follow through with the musical side of
2: It wasn't, your it life. hard Bands are hard I was in, um, I had a, a Neo-funk band called Ten Pound Elephant mm-hmm. That um, this really brilliant Group of musicians uh, That kind of took me in and let me write songs And turn poems into into tracks And, and we We wrote music and then we played festivals and then we did stuff and it was so dope but it is very difficult to maintain yeah um because you start to have an idea, conversations about well our, w- somebody in the band is going to want more we're going to want to do more shows but that means more rehearsal but that means more time away from your families and these are you know very skilled musicians who have like kids and stuff right um so
0: life balance.
2: Yeah. Work life balance. And then it's just been difficult to recreate that too. They spoiled me. Mm. So like, um, I'll now do some like collaborative things with other artists that I've worked with in Albuquerque, like, like experimental words and sounds kinds of things. Right. Um, I did one. I was working with a woman named Don, the witch, Dr. Lewis. Uh, she's a foot percussionist. And so we were doing a collaborative, set called Witch's Brew, which is really fun. So I still experiment with what I want music to be, but I just never really, it's like, I didn't want to be theme. famous right. yeah, for it. It's something that I like to do as a way to express myself creatively. Gotcha. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. And just for as long as I've known you, you've always been someone who's been, not only in poetry, but you've always had someone who's had, uh, I would say, strong diction. <laughs> uh, a, a linguist of sort. And <laughs> as someone who, who shares that that similar that similar passion like for me words have always interested me even as just like a, a young person so what would be like your your relationship with with the diction?
2: Hmm. i was raised southern baptist by my grandfather and my grandmother hmm. and so i grew up in the church six days a week um, preacher's kid you have to be able to run devotional lead the choirs, speak to the elders of the church um, there were situations where sometimes I would be, I would have to speak for my grandfather. You know what I mean, or whatever. And whenever they said Ebony is gonna do it, damn it, I had to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> so that was any of those things, and that's how I learned. Um, I guess that's how I learned how to fall in love with words because I realized that they, it, the better I was at using them, um, people would listen to me, right. and I could, I could affect. I could exchange energy with people and be in control of that, like literally being a master of ceremonies. Mm. And so that became, I guess, a a tool that I used to survive really difficult situations, talk myself out of a lot of fights, got myself into a couple of fights. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it really, it also saved my life. And it made me able to walk in, to be able to navigate into certain rooms and spaces and, you know, But still be able to to keep it gully when I need to. Because I'm a black girl from Jersey named Ebony. And that's as black as you can get. As black as hell. So it's just, yeah. Words, English, words are for us too. You know, like, (laughs) we get to use our language effectively. (laughs) And if you have something to say, you have to say it in a way that shows you care.
1: Words are for us too. Yeah. I like that. The light bulb went off.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Check this out. Are men intimidated when they talk to you? <sighs> mm. yeah.
2: yeah. That's what they say. But you know what? If you I'm said not,
0: that like deep side moment. I like, know because it. it's so like exhausting. Like, yes. I'm
2: tired of it. But not all men. Um, the ones who are not are a few far and in between. I am, I am a lot. I get that. But I'm not too much to be respected and treated kindly. Like, I have a heart, I'm a human, Mm. I'm a person. I think that kind of, like, the angry black woman narrative, um, that's the way it translates into massage noir. Right. You know what I mean? So it's easy for black men to say that I intimidate them instead of just... You know seeing me as a whole human right you know what i mean because they're like oh i'm gonna have to talk to her uh she don't want to argue and shit you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like oh or i'm just like gonna have a question to clarify something that i know was a lie you know right. like are you planning on doing something nefarious because if not mm. we should be cool and you don't have to get see and
0: i'm like so why i say like nefarious right fuck, and that's nefarious me you
2: know what and
1: we talked <laughs> talk about the irony of the word nefarious in general Just because you know sonically it sounds like like fairy, (laughs) however, (laughs) however it means evil. But
2: yeah, I
1: mean (laughs) it's it's quite an ironic. It's a
2: good word. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's one of my favorites. But I
0: say that to say this, um, being like the uh, the nefarious black person, (laughs) nefarious (laughs) black person, I guess. Um, Being like the spokesperson for black women, whether you want to be or not. there is that angry black woman stigma. Mm. Unfortunately, like, yeah. it sucks, but it really is. And a lot of men just go off visuals. They're like, all right, check it. She got the fro. She ain't got the big mm-hmm. hoops. When really women are just angry. You I, you mean? I mean, whatever yes. I say, she's about to debate this shit. <laughs> Let me just not even holler Yeah,
2: at they her. come for me. They wanted the ones who do, like, I guess try to hit on me mm. um, when that happens. Usually make it like a sparring match yeah. Like that's And that's how I've learned now To be able to identify narcissists mm. um, <laughs> In my growth yeah. <laughs> Hashtag therapy <Mark>. um, <laughs> But yeah they want to spar with me Or to subdue me in some way So that they can and, and I can't tell you the number of times That I have conversations with men Who at some point early in the conversation Will identify themselves as an alpha male Yeah, That's usually like the number one red flag Where I'm like Skirt I'm gonna get off this ride right now. Right. Um, and I don't know what that is. I feel like it's I am working on, you know, softening my heart in mm-hmm. general, but that's still something I have to protect because I gotta survive with right. or without a black man. and if you're intimidated, imagine how I feel. I'm a woman, right And I have to go raise these babies and make this money and smile at these white folks just like you. I gotta not die in police custody just like you. Right. I gotta do all of that shit and let you call me on my name.
0: Right. And mm. cheat on me? Talk about it.
2: And not pay no bills?
0: Shit, mm. nah.
1: See,
2: I'm since good. you
0: said this magic word just now, you said the word "cheat," let's rewind to a few episodes back. Um, we had DJ Squizzy Taylor on. Here. <laughs> 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 it was a hot take. Um, of course, he goes by the motto "Black men don't cheat." Want you to chime in on that? But I haven't met one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and start okay. with that. The black men so don't cheat.
2: Black men don't cheat because black men don't commit.
0: Oh, so they can't
2: call it cheating if you never made a commitment. And as long as you're convinced... temple-tapping meme. <laughs> as long as you are convinced that...
0: That's a good line, She's yo. <laughs> not wifey.
2: She's not... She's... I'm just... She's on to us. And we just see each other. Like, until you... You gotta call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't commit, then you can't call it cheating. And so it's it's funny, too, because when he said that when I was listening to the show, (laughs) I was like, oh, God, (laughs) there (laughs) is. Like, y'all really don't think we get it. And then you like the gaslighting thing comes from that, because it's like, I didn't cheat on you, girl. We wasn't even well. You have been tripping. And it's like, no, wait. Mm. But like, did you or did you not put your penis inside another woman's vagina last night?
0: Well, what had happened was... Right. Like, simple question, right? <laughs> like, Full night, stop. Last night or, like... Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> now now like, y'all
2: got questions. <laughs> You're asking for clarification for something that... And I will say, most times women we already know to be true and are looking for, you know, the... Whatever. The condom, the phone number, the text message, the nudes. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't be bothered. I have... I am busy.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm busy. not... I've had this conversation with some of my colleagues. I I mean, I've told them that even if there's no verbal commitment, like even if you if you guys are engaging sexually and then you guys are having like breakfast the next day or y'all are going out on dates, if you guys are behaving, if the actions speak as if there is a relationship or something more exclusive than just sex. Then I, I think that you that, that also too. has to, that also has to be communicated as well.
2: You wanna hear my theory on
0: that? Let's hear. It. You dancing? So it better if be fire. If you fired. feel oh. your
2: feelings
0: mm-hmm. instead
2: of actions, Okay. because your feelings are leading you to make those actions. Very true. You aren't going to breakfast with a chick that you don't have feelings for, right. and physiologically, once you insert, once you have sex more than three times, you create a soul tie, Ooh. and. These men are out here like convincing the, the the world that y'all don't have feelings. Like y'all don't be in inboxes feeling feelings or at least claiming to. So let's you may, know. May I clarify? Yeah.
1: So when you say three times, <laughs> you mean like three yes. sexual sessions, yes. like what was it like
0: three times in a night?
2: I would say three different occasions. Okay. Three different occasions. And
0: like that's when both of y'all nuts? <laughs> See, he got questions. I mean, guys. We got to get no, Fans, the fans know. Yeah. And I
2: mean, like, if you just acknowledge the fact that you have feelings for women and treat them like humans, it wouldn't be so complicated. Mm, sure. It really wouldn't. I mean, it, but the macho. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta smash bad bitches. You gotta bad bad bitches, like really. Or do you want somebody that you can like actually, like, get in these streets and like live life with, like, right, right. and you can do that. If you're honest with your feelings, even if it doesn't turn into forever, like, you just have to be able to talk about the things that we feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think, unfortunately, black men specifically, but also white men go through the same, this, this the same thing. But, like, many men. men,
0: Wish death upon me. Wish death upon me. I think. That's a classic. (laughs) Just don't
2: feel safe. (laughs) Shout (laughs) out to producer Julius. My dad didn't mean to interrupt. If you don't feel safe, if you you don't feel safe because you're inner, you know, inner child... Doesn't feel safe Or wasn't safe It becomes really difficult For you to find you Open your heart again mm. In relationships And so what happens is Men sometimes Mistake that connection Through their penises mm. And
0: so That's like the number one connector
2: Yeah And so like <laughs> Sleeping with a lot of women yeah. Is kind of a way to fulfill or to become like addicted to that sensation of the 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 emotional roller coaster that you go through with like the act of sleeping with, falling in love, seducing. Your like your your eyes light brighten up, your heart quickens. Like that's you. What do you think? You because you got muscles, you don't. Your heart don't isn't a a conduit. Right. You know. Like come on.
1: So what I'm hearing is sleep with them once and then (laughs) cut them off. So you don't develop the soul tie. And
2: establish it as a one-night stand. Call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And say that at the beginning of the situation. And don't get bored and send can't-stop-thinking-about-you text messages afterwards. Right. Like, y'all, be, sometimes men have the tendency to set women up is so that they can call them crazy.
1: I mean, yeah, we are, we are uh, crazy creators.
2: Yeah, for sure. All kinds of chaos. That's it's deep. terrible. That's mm-hmm. deep. Women do it, too, though. Some women set situations up have those fights because they are also addicted to the the, mm. the rush of the breakup to make up. It's not exclusive to men. There are women who cheat. There are che- they're cheating women mm. out oh, here. Yeah, these we treats. know plenty. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Squizzy talked
0: about that Ooh. too. He was saying how women treat men like pieces of meat. Yes. Nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Objectification is real, yo. Yeah.
0: Like
2: I mean, like I said, you might be busy and not really have time for feelings or games. Yeah. The so times women, are yeah. I think
0: it's good to just be straight like that. There's gentrification outside. Y'all hear it?
2: Yeah, gentrification. Right. Rolling Don't try it, y'all hear it? Right.
0: <laughs> Yo, the gentrification
2: over here is so trill. Yeah. Oh How you God. feel about
0: gentrification? Let's talk about it. I am shocked. Yeah? I oh, yeah, because you've been gone, I've huh? been gone. It's a whole so, different east side.
2: Yeah, man. We... Went to the spot And dude was like Oh there's Right up the street There's two cideries And like You <laughs> walk past This first brewery And then turn left And then there was A chick behind us At the bar Cidery, Who was yeah. like Oh my god This place up the street Has giant cornhole And I was just like Oh my god The hipsters have taken Over the city
0: How you personally Feel about it mm. Just in general Gentrification
2: Um You know The millennials Have to find something To do with their money mm. Um mm. I mean, and don't come for me, millennials, because I know that a lot of us don't have money. Right. But the ones that do, the children of the 1%, are the ones who are running this shit. Big yeah. facts. Um, so, how does that make me feel personally? I'm a little concerned, because I think culturally, that particular class group of Americans specifically play dumb. Yeah,
0: Like, right. they
2: don't know why they're privileged. Like, and that's annoying. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean... They're trying to do that in New Mexico, but it's like 20 years behind Denver in that advancement. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like really steeped in culture in a way that won't kind of allow that wave of whiteness to infiltrate totally. But there are definitely some rumblings of it on the underskirt. And interestingly enough, a lot of that is tied to legalization of marijuana.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. very true.
2: Which is what my biggest point of contention about legalization was. 10 years ago, but mm. nobody was listening. So, yeah. I mean, but hey, we stopped by the dip on the way here, so it's cool. That's what I'm saying. See, <laughs> and
0: that's where I'm at. I'm conflicted with it because it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, I don't want us to be pushed out of the areas that are essentially, I can't even say ours because they're never really ours, yeah. but... But to we s- occupied it. Yeah, for- see us being pushed out of our areas and our businesses, our little mom and pops being shut down to put in a Starbucks or a Great Clips or some shit where that, you know, barbershop used to be that your uncle had. Like, stuff like that, It, it I don't like it. But then on the flip, it's like you do want to see – the hood be cleaned up.
2: Yes, you know what I mean, we like, deserve to see ourselves elevated. Right, we deserve to see like, ourselves we like elevated nice things, too. You know what I mean,
0: like, I want, a, is, I want a parfait.
2: Which is why I <laughs> went and sat my eyes at that bar and ordered a craft cocktail. See? Like, yeah, because I, you know, like, I want, I like nice shit too. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just, I feel like. I know that they say that you know oppression is working when the when the oppressed party seeks to have the position of their oppressor mm-hmm. and that's not what i'm saying i want to see the system break right so that we can rebuild it on on factual untruth on and then we can actually use the resources that all of us have innately like i didn't i'm i'm a divine light body mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're in a skin suit so are you so are you so are all of us that's what we do we didn't right. just like that's a bar. You know, like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like, for
2: real, like, we owe that we're like, just trying to stay alive and like, attached to this earth by gravity. And while we're here, we owe it to ourselves to create the most holistic and beautiful experiences for ourselves and the people we call family because Mm -hmm. it is a gift from the universe to have life, right, right. I want to see a system that is built from that place. And if that never happens, that's fine, but I can create that for myself in my own life or work towards that. And that's what kind of keeps me peaceful. That's what keeps me from flipping out and choking a white lady on a plane.
0: Mm. Straight up. And it's weird because especially in this area, it's like we know who has the money, who owns these spots, how... This development has taken place where that's coming from. which Tell is, us more insider graffiti. You know I mean? <laughs> Without saying too much. But we know where the money is at, and it's not from us. But they're building on what we created, and so there's always this turning point, which is why we are where we are, and we're grabbing the sponsors were grabbing where they're like okay we can build this we could fund it but we don't have the cool we don't have Mm -hmm. the hip the soul that created this in the first place Mm -hmm. so where is that coming from and so we'll walk in these businesses and it's just automatic hey but it's it feels genuine inside of these businesses the people that they're hiring they they try to keep it diverse they want the hipsters they want the cool black guys you know what i mean so the vibe is always actually cool even though like the owners might not be on the same wave so it's kind of, it's, it's yeah. a tricky thing. I feel like I, I don't want to complain about it. I'd rather kind of just figure out how I can make it work for us.
2: Right. You know? I agree. I, I would I would have to agree. I think it's always been, like, I've always been the type of person that I deliberately occupy white spaces Yeah. on purpose, mm-hmm. like that's my protest so if it's some cool shit that black folks don't i'm going you know what i mean we just went and toured the vanderbilt mansions in when i was in newport rhode island the there was like six black folks the whole but i was i had so much fun Mm because it's like we we like nice shit too right you know so like
0: and it's a mental thing it's just like you know we're not supposed to do this type thing because i'm in the same boat like i'll i'll go do some white people shit all day but the mm-hmm. fact that we even call it white people shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like It's there like, you damn. Know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, why it got to be white people shit? I enjoy this. It doesn't have to be. I like, <laughs> I like cider. Yeah. <laughs> right. I say, you tell me I can go get a nice parfait right now. I'm in mean, that joint.
2: Yeah.
0: Ain't going to be no more of me. But why isn't there more of me? You know? Yeah.
2: So, I, I don't know. I... When, when I did Burké Noir, which was the pop-up party in New Mexico, it was because I couldn't find a black community. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to throw a party and see if I can like get them, to, if I can shake them out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and get the white people. Because in every group of white people, every organization, all these different circles, there's always one black person, right? right? So I was like, if I can get all the woke white folks to bring their black friend or the black friend to bring all their woke white friends to come to this event, we can just get enough people mm-hmm. who are of like mind into a place and also start to create networks for Black people to right. to connect with each other, and also to be able to showcase their art and their their, their talent. Because right. if there's too few of us, we're not the first. We're not always the first people that they call. Right. You know what I mean when they need somebody to sing a song or to do whatever. But right. so being in the room when the projects are being developed, when the business plans are being written, being in those rooms. Is how I'm most interested in infiltrating whiteness currently. Definitely, you know. I think more of us need to do that.
0: Inside colonizing. Yeah.
1: So to so to get a little bit personal, um, especially with the recent events that have taken place with um, Anthony Bourdain committing suicide, mm-hmm. uh, Kate Spade committing suicide, uh, you recently had mentioned something about therapy. Mm-hmm. What was what was your moment in which you felt like you know this was something that I needed?
2: Whew. Um. I first went to therapy in two thousand and fourteen and I did like a twenty week emergency intercession where I was going every week and I was working through like a situational fog of where I just didn't feel good. But it was also related to something that was going on with me physically. Right. So but I didn't know that at the time. So it was kind of like my first introduction to the idea of talking to a stranger about my innermost secrets and thoughts and Questions that I've never felt like I could say out loud. Right. Um, it was wonderful, game changer. Then I didn't go back no more.
0: Mm.
2: And then I had a, another life changing experience that happened that was actually putting me in that position where I thought about. I was constantly obsessed with the thought of what would it be like if I weren't here anymore. Mm. So kind of suicidal ideations around imagining or trying to forecast the my absence. Less, less about trying to actually kill myself. Right. Um, and so then I thought that made me even more. I was like, "Oh, you're nuts! Like, you, right. you, what are you doing? You're creating this this turmoil where there isn't one." And I went to therapy and finally found a therapist who properly gave me a diagnosis that I suffer from post traumatic stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. and that was based off traumas that I've experienced repeatedly over the course of my life, um, and. Y'all, a lot of us are out here Walking around traumatized And riddled with anxiety And doing everything except talking about it Um, And so If you don't check it, sometimes the dark night takes over Mm. And I mean, for Anthony Bourdain And for Kate Spade, I mean, it's like Yeah, people kill themselves People kill themselves for a lot of different reasons And um, And none of them Are like They just thought about it for the first time Right. You know so, there's been a lot of long standing pain. So, my heart just breaks for them. And for anybody who's going through that or, or having those thoughts, I, for me, therapy worked going to talk to someone and creating a, a quality relationship and becoming vulnerable. And now, like, my therapist saves me. I didn't have to use meds. Um, but I think that mental health is a conversation that needs to be had in the black community. Mm-hmm. We, as black women specifically, like, we are constantly traumatized. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, your dude's beating you. You're traumatized. There's physically There's traumas trapped in your body and your brain that is governing the way that you interact with every other human you come in contact with. Right. If you don't release that that block, every time you find yourself in another stressful situation, your brain is going to release cortisol, which makes you feel like you're going to die again. Right. So then you're constantly re-triggered by things like loud noises. Right. Or, and so every time one of those triggers goes off... You get that, your body gets that shock of cortisol. And so some people get, become addicted to that and do mm-hmm. the things that I was talking about earlier, which is where they, be, they deliberately put themselves in situations where they know that the thing that they will feel will be that sense of terror or anxiety or anger or rage or whatever. Wow. Um, but That's you deep. can unpack it. You right. can actually unpack it and rewire your brain so that you kind of like lift up the tracks of the trauma and move them and lay down new tracks so that when you have certain experiences, it doesn't hit that brick wall anymore. Right. But it takes effort yeah. <laughs> and deep introspection. Um, but that is how I made the decision to like keep going was work. by doing that work. For, and that's what worked for me. Um, but it starts with just make a phone call. These people are paid to help you they they went to school for it they got degrees All. they don't make a ton of money either Right. like they're really just out here doing it for the overall health and wellness of the world and we need therapy
0: Mm. i feel like as a community we're slowly getting to a point where it's okay to talk about mental health yeah um i feel like now like we're still far from where we need to be but before like it was just nah, that nigga crazy. You know, this mm-hmm. in the black community, yeah. like you just Very can't true. be, you can't be crazy.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> everybody had a crazy family member. Right. Everybody had a crazy auntie. Everybody had a bipolar aunt. Yeah. Or you know, a manic depressive uncle, like mm-hmm. cousin Junebug who jumps on the kitchen on the Thanksgiving right. table and starts screaming. And it was you just know, that thing. You know, shout out to Jennifer, um, uh, the mother of black Hollywood. Why can't I remember her name? Jennifer Lewis. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yep. Um, the auntie who wrote her book that talks about. Like, no, we are manic-depressive, we are bipolar, we have natural personality disorders, we are suffering from depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. we have been traumatized. It is cellular. I think that it is specific in black people who are also descendants of slavery because right. of that physical violence and terror, the re- traumatization of what we see when we watch black bodies being you know, executed on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's, there is light. Yeah. At the end of that, there really is there is light at the end of it, and you can find it within yeah. yourself. And so I hope we all just get free.
0: Yeah, because I don't know if it's coming with age or if it's the climate, but for me personally, like I feel like now we can communicate, like just even between just like my guys or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the conversations are different. Yeah, he's right? like, you know what? This is how I feel. Before, like mm, you don't feel that. You, you know what? You can hear
2: that. I've listened to a yeah. lot of podcasts, and um, Life is Dope is for real one of my favorites because of the fact that you and can hear they're genuine conversations mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe Davy won't admit to there being feelings mm-hmm. behind them, but um <laughs> that, that tap dance real close to emotional, like sincere, yeah, yeah. deep sincere conversations with one another mm-hmm. as black men. And I thought it was beautiful like when I came in here you know, my brother came with me and we walked in, and it was like a room full of black men sitting around listening to a black mm-hmm. woman talk. And I thought that was beautiful.
0: It's because people crave that conversation and don't know how to say that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, think,
2: congratulations. You but aside just from it.
0: the podcast, I think in general, like, even through music, like, you listen to, like, J. Cole's music now. And just seeing how, like, some of these artists are progressing, mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, like, it's not okay to be thinking some of the things I'm thinking or feeling the way I'm thinking. Let me put it out and just see what happens. And yeah. then more people gravitate to it. Yeah. It's like, damn, I've been f- trying to figure out how to say that. Yeah. And so I think we just all need to just be more open in general and get off of that, you know, get out your feelings shit. Yeah. Get in your feelings a you
2: little get bit. To get, I, I encourage everyone to get in your feelings. If you face them, you know, I tell my 10 year old that it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to pass mm. if you sit with it if you don't if you don't fight it if you don't, if you just sit with it and sit in that and think about where it is in your body um do you feel it in your chest do you feel it in your stomach is it and are you balling up your fists are you shaking like sit with that feeling and ride it yeah and in 90 seconds it will have passed. And then you can make a decision. Right. That's why I put my headphones back on and turned around, and faced the window, on the plane. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so just like sit with your emotions and be present in them. I think is is just a really quick way to start. Yeah. Um, and trust that it will pass. This too will pass. It's right. going to be okay. We are going to be okay. It's and and anything bad that has already happened
0: mm-hmm.
2: can't happen again because that that universe doesn't exist anymore.
0: Right. So, 10%. you don't have
2: to fear that anymore. You can let that go. Thank the universe for giving it to you, for teaching you what it taught you, and then release it. Straight so. well,
0: yeah. Yeah. up. I don't very, have to ask
1: the knowledge question. It's very abstract. abstract. I'm like, am I even, <laughs> am I even here right now? <laughs> right, right, right. Are right. We? Like, Be right. present.
2: does the rabbit hole go? It's true. Yeah. I mean, meditation is real. Save my life. I want to
0: learn how to meditate, like, for real.
2: It's dope. I listen to... I would say a good place to start is like binaural beats or guided meditations Mm -hmm. on YouTube. There's a couple of podcast apps um, that I listen to. Sometimes I do a nightly guided meditation just to kind of help me shut my brain down before Mm -hmm. I go to sleep. Um, Not sleeping with my cell phone in my bed is a game changer. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to start the morning is if you put your phone wherever your coffee is or your, your first thing you do in the morning. Like, don't go to bed with your cell phone. And it gives your brain the opportunity to actually wake up before right. you start putting information in it mm. that helps that reduce anxiety for me so right.
1: That's real. Yeah. damn So that was basically like the knowledge question, right? That was that the knowledge was that question. It? That's that was, That yeah. was it What? Yeah. So far as far as social media, how can people follow you, connect with you?
2: I am Ebony Isis Book Booth on. Oh, let me say that one more time. I'm <laughs> Ebony Isis Booth on Facebook. Um, Isis Speaks on Instagram. Um, you can also follow my and Noir events um, at B U R Q U E N O I R everywhere. So Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Um, my Twitter is Isis Speaks 2 but it's just I-S-I-S-S-P-K-Z. So, um, yeah, I'm out here.
0: Hey. Come
2: see, come see, come to the book release party um, and the signing on Friday the 15th because it's going to be dope. And the Milk Blossoms are amazing and it's pride and the Maybe Sos, I get to perform with Bianca McCann um, and Janae. Like, come on, the Maybe Sos, it's like old school lady woo, but in a different context. And Hands of Midnight are dope. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: we had so much fun. This anyway. was dope. Let's make some Super noise. Ebony Boo. Hey. hey.
1: Um, real quick, make sure you guys follow us on Life is Dope. Yep. Uh, IG.
0: Also, shout out to uh, Mez Brands. Shout out to mezbrands.com. Mez Life. Um, shop. The shop. Go get some gear. If you see the hats, the shirts, all that good stuff. It's on lifeisdope.shop. Hey. Not .com, .shop. Because you want to shop. Because you want to shop. Keep not that in your mind. Y'all. And go grab something. Yeah. Uh, is that it? Do we pay all the bills? And we out here. Uh, uh. Life is
1: dope. I'm Graffiti. And I'm Davey. Skirt. We out. Little Big Town, Machine Gun Kelly, and Common. And appearances by Usher, Josh Groban, Queen Latifah, and more. Get ready, y'all. The Kelly Clarkson Show, all new season two.
0: Weekdays at three on NBC Bay Area. This is a Sprite. And it tastes exactly like it sounds that first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. (sighs)
1: Sprite. Thirst for yours.